Hi friend, do you ever need to create marketing materials easily? Whether you need to make flyers or artwork for your blog, your podcast, or any number of different things, check out Canva. Go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva. That's C-A-N-V-A. I've been using the free version of Canva for many, many years, and I recently upgraded to the pro version, and it's awesome. So go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva to learn more. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow podcast radio show. I'm your host, Winston Wittis. And today with a very special episode. It's this episode, I still haven't remembered my introduction. I think I've got multiple introductions flowing through my head when I try to do the intro, but you're back, so I appreciate you. All right. In the last update, I was talking about my friend tour and selling out and uh, trying to figure out passion and profit, how to how to build a business. I'm going to switch the microphone actually, so it may get a little noisy for a moment. I'm going to try to keep it quiet and not weird. Um, so just turn down the volume a bit for a moment. Uh, all right. On the other ear now. Last episode was pretty long, but I'm still in traffic, so we're going to keep going for it. We're getting deep into I've been spent 48 minutes on that last podcast just trying to get to the darn point of whatever I'm trying to say. We'll discover that together, hopefully in this episode. So, okay, a couple of the main themes so far. Theme one, point one, idea one, is the grass isn't always greener on the other side. I think that's part of it um there is no not necessarily a right into the sunset moment or goal where just all magically then i just get a like what happens after the the sunsets i guess or like the goal posts keep moving i guess is another thing and that's what kind of helped me start to understand and appreciate the now more and Really, yeah, each event and each gig, like, hey, this could be the last gig. This could be, you know, and, and 9-11 happened back then, and I was throwing events back then. And when that happened, everything went dead. Nobody was going out anymore. So the whole industry just kind of took a big hit, you know. Everybody was just staying home for a long time. And so, uh, you know, just seeing the way things could shift very quickly. And then they opened the, the baseball park down uh, downtown and that was supposed to be great for local businesses but it freaking just crushed a lot of local businesses and that was really sad to see so just seeing uh you know those kind of things was interesting um point being so there's kind of like this idea of playing the game all right and this is a lesson i've had to learn multiple times over the years because i'm not a good one at playing the game because there's a part of me that is anti the game whatever that game may be there's and i'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing i'm just trying to share some of my um i guess natural tendencies right and it doesn't always work out for myself the best you know sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't but it's it is what it is so playing the game Okay, here's another another angle. 
So fast forward to six years, five years ago. So I'm recording 2021, so this was like 2016. And Elena was pregnant with our second son. And I was still doing a lot of entrepreneurial, mostly entrepreneurial stuff, teaching music and doing some real estate and doing find your flow stuff. Not really. No, I was, I was trying. Well, I was starting. Yeah, I was. I was starting to transition to find your flow because um, I'd had that as kind of an idea. Not the phrase find your flow, but the mission. I think you've probably heard the mission story enough times by now, hopefully. But if not, real quick, I had a big epiphany in 1999 new year's eve of 2000 and it really set me off on this whole mission and i didn't know what it was going to be called but i just knew i had to try to document it and i had this flow state experience this peak experience and i just felt like i had to write a book about it i was told in this experience um as i was floating above my body that my mission was to write a book about this experience and how I could spread this experience of flow into every area of my life. And that was the big download I got, the big direction. And I didn't know how to do it because it's like, what the heck? I was 21 or 20. No, I was 19, 19, 20, somewhere in there. And never wrote a book before, you know, didn't know what the heck that was about, but started trying to work on a book. Oh, yeah. Okay. So then as we were pregnant with our second child it was like man you know i we 2014 was really really the whole year was just a horrible horrible year for us elena got really her health was horrible um she almost died okay it was just really bad she was in horrible pain and it was a, probably the hardest year of my life and probably the hardest year of her life as well and i was just beat up you know and worked and stressed and um couldn't couldn't keep going the way I was going you know I didn't have it in me I was tired I was burnt out and I got to the point at 35 years of age where I was finally like you know what I'm ready to get a grown-up job I'm ready to get a get a real job you know I never really had like I'm making air quotes what I would consider a real job you know I worked at Taco Bell that was my first job other than working for my dad and I had um and that was kind of it. <laughs> I did a couple of tele telemarketing gigs, but um, but I was at that point. You know, I'd been an entrepreneur my whole life, and this and that. And it's like, man, I just want to not have to worry about always hustling all the darn time. I'm tired. I just want somebody to just. I go there, I show up, I punch a clock, I get paid. You know, and that's it. And like, I just give me that. I just turn turn off the brain here and let me just freaking coast, and. Then magically, I ended up getting this dream job. I didn't even know that it was a dream to be able to do consulting to real estate investors about internet marketing all day. I get to talk to real estate investors and do internet marketing all day. That's my day job, which is awesome. Excuse me. Hopefully, you didn't hear that. Super awesome. And it gave me a chance to start working on Finder Flow. And the beautiful part for me was if I hadn't, broken down to the point of getting a job, I would have been hustling Finder Flow to build it as a business and make enough money to live off of it. That was my, that's kind of been the way I've done things. It's like, oh, if I want more students, I just do some marketing and get more students. If I want more gigs, I just do some marketing and get more gigs. So I've always been able to, to get enough work doing what I wanted to do. But 
as I was trying to level up and charge more and more, like I kind of maxed out what I felt like I could reasonably charge as a private music instructor. And it was great, but I was just getting tired of driving all over town. And, you know, it's just, I'd been doing it for years and I just wasn't, I felt like I wasn't moving forward in life, right? And, or as an artist, as a musician, you know, it, it was kind of easy to get lazy because I kept, I would get a piano student or a sax student and I'd work with them for a couple of years and they'd start to like get okay. And then it's like, you know, time to change teachers at that point. And, um, you know, and it's time to change students because at that point it's just, yeah, it's good to, to mix it up, give them some new experience. And so then I'd always just been working with like new students. And so I never really had to get good. And it caused my skills on piano to get really dull, caused my skills on saxophone to get dull. So it wasn't pushing me as an artist. And I wasn't pushing myself because I wasn't playing gigs that were challenging. It's all just top 40 pop stuff. So it's like, man, I'm just plateauing. And so I got the job. Where are we going with this point, man? Okay, point being corporate America. I got a corporate job, friend. Got a corporate job. I work for a corporation. Now, this happens to be a very entrepreneurial corporation, thank goodness, because otherwise I would not have lasted this long. So they're all about entrepreneurship, and so it's pretty much like the least corporate job. According to my friend who works there who's had many corporate jobs, he's like, this is the least corporate job that a corporate job could be. So it's like, thank goodness, because that's about all I can handle. So one day so there was this one guy there who started and uh he's you know about 10 years younger than me i would guess now probably probably more than that probably like 15 and you know so he's probably in his mid-20s and uh you know really nice guy funny guy um he he was a musician you know had a band and they were successful or like just you know about to break it big he got signed it was the dream <laughs> here we go how do we stumble upon this okay so he, you know, he had hit that point that all, or not all, but many musicians dream of. He got signed. They got signed to a major label. He was the front man, the singer, the guitarist. And wouldn't you know, they're playing this show, playing this gig, and a freaking tree falls on him and his car, destroys his car, messes up his back. He's now injured and cannot continue really touring. So they had to stop and then like the other guys had to get day jobs again and then he was able to kind of finish out the tour doing an acoustic version of what he was doing. But he couldn't jump around or do anything because his back was all messed up. So now here he is doing this corporate job, which turns out, and I didn't realize it until after a little bit, but he freaking hated it, you know. And I always kind of knew he didn't like it because it's like, yeah, he's the quintessential artist that you know has to get a day job <laughs> in corporate america like every artist nightmare kind of sort of right and so it's like man i just i feel for this kid you know i'm just looking at him just like yeah i could see he was like on the verge of the dream and like he said and he, he explained it you know the way that so many artists do I got signed to the you know i i lived the dream i got signed to the big thing i was supposed to just tour for X number of years until I'm too old and then just ride the, the checks of my royalties into the sunset, you know, and that's like the dream, right? And and it got cut short. Like he, he got it, but then boom, a freaking tree fell on him and stopped it. Is that insane? But is that also life, right? It's like, gosh darn it. 
Can't catch a break. Oh, he did catch a break. Not the right kind of break. Broke a leg. All right, break a leg. Hey, break, break a tree. Anyway, so I, I still keep in contact with him because I, I just love the guy. Freaking love him. I, you know, I, I recognize the struggle. I recognize all that. He doesn't work there anymore. Why? Because, because we got a new manager or he got a new manager. And that manager was a corporate man. Like he, this guy has worked in corporate America before. He he understands the corporate game. He knows the way this stuff works. And, uh, you know, he is new in our company, but he took to it, you know, really well. And um, the other guy, you know, did not take to that whole thing well. And uh, he pointed out mistakes or what he deemed as mistakes and inefficiencies or whatnot. And the, his manager basically got to the point where he's just like, nope, you're fired. And he was, you know, kind of blown away and shocked and let go. And that was that. So um, point being, point being, ah, okay. So imagine, oh, okay. Trying to draw the lines here without saying too much, but letting you draw your own conclusions here, friends. Okay. So in music, this recording I heard recently, a uh, video I saw, was this artist. And I, I don't know who he was, but um, hip-hop artist. And he was speaking out about this letter that some other hip-hop artists that re wished to re remain anonymous had written about what how the music industry really works. And it was this idea that, I, and I had never heard this. Like I knew elements of this. I believed elements of this, but I didn't ever hear this story, and this was pretty crazy. And the story was that, and I don't even want to tell the story. Um, and I'm sorry to build that up, but okay. Basically, it's like you can go so far before. Oh, okay. Here's a way to say it. So, pop music. Why, what does pop music mean? It means popular. It's short for popular. And as Andy Warhol said about pop music, it's like it's bubble gum. You chew it up, you spit it out. That's how that's how much depth there is in the art that is popular, right? It's for the people that do. And I'm not trying to offend anybody, right, friend? But the people that aren't thinking hard about the lyrics of a song, right? Hey, let's go party. Okay, party, party, grind, grind. All right, sex, drugs, rock and roll hip-hop, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not, they're not saying anything particularly meaningful in pop music, generally speaking, right? We're not breaking down, you know, in our art history class that kind of, those themes or those kinds of music, right? And as an artist, at some point, there's like, you hit that, I don't want to say glass ceiling, but for lack of a better word, kind of a glass ceiling of like how far you can go with your music or art and then you've got some choices to make till you you know for how you want to go about hitting that next level and of course that's different for everybody right but let's say you're trying to be you know a big a big star in here in western culture right and like a Katy perry or a in a, some of you probably don't even know who she was whoever like some big name star name that person at some point you know, unless they were self-made, they could get self-made to a point, but then you want to get on the radio. Well, no, you can't just get on the radio 
because the radio stations are owned by people and they play the same songs over and over. And those, that did not happen by accident, how those songs get played or, you know, chosen. And there are relationships behind the scenes. There used to be what's called payola and the people, the DJs got paid to play certain songs. Well, somebody who's trying to be an artist and thinking they're going to get rich getting on the radio doesn't understand they don't get paid to be played on the radio. Maybe they get royalties if they're the artist, but the record label has paid them uh, maybe in advance to do the recording, but then they charge interest on that. They charge for any inventory. The marketing is on the uh, on the uh, artist, you know, the selling, uh, the promotion, the tour, all this stuff the artist actually is responsible for, and the label is just kind of helping finance that, but with full expectation they're getting paid back, and if they're not, they're taking that all out of, you know, the earnings. So there's just all these misconceptions about the way this whole thing really works. And you as a regular artist or person independent aren't going to be able to break into that unless you basically, you know, go in with these guys at that next level. And they're not necessarily going to take you, right? It's hard to break into. But they control what that that next level of um, of platform right to get on like mainstream radio to get on mainstream tv to get on uh i mean that was basically it for, for a long time right like get on the radio get on tv to show people what you do well you couldn't do that unless you were with a big uh big name label who had the power to push you into that right you're starting to kind of see where i'm trying to go with this friend so now if you're if you're doing like cool Excuse me, goodness, excuse me. Um, if you're trying to speak about saving the butterflies, right, and your art and you're passionate about saving the environment and this and that, well, nobody cares, right, because it doesn't have a banging beat and I can't take my girl out on the dance floor and freak her and, you know, get crazy with it, get jiggy with it and, you know, get faded and, you know, that whole thing, Right. If if your music doesn't fit into that box, you're not getting any radio play. That's what it boils down to. If you don't fit into this box, you don't play this kind of music, you're not talking about that kind of thing, we're not going to put you on the air. You're not going to go on TV. You're not going to, you know, we're not going to give you any access to to the masses. Okay? There's a bottleneck there. There's control. Certain people have those relationships and you play by their rules or you don't play. Right? Now, can you be an independent artist and build and do this and that? Sure. But then at a certain point, you're going to hit that glass ceiling, right? And if you're not on that that list, that short list, then you're not going to get the callback. You're not going to get the gig. You're not going to get on the radio. You're not going to get on that show. So that's building. We're, we're getting there. Finally. Jeez Louise. Okay. So, oh. Okay, now this is the next industry we're going to bring into this highly conceptualized meanderings of ideas that I'm trying to say without saying. So let's look at uh, maybe uh, maybe somebody gets into the field of uh, medicine. And they're like, oh, well, I could... Give some. Oh, here's this homeopathic thing. It works wonders. It's worked for two thousand years in this culture over here, 
And I, and, oh, and it grows all over the darn place, wouldn't you know, like a weed. Huh, crazy, right? And uh, we could just grow this for free all over and have enough for everybody in the whole world to have enough forever. And that would be easy. Okay, cool. Well, how am I going to make money with that, with you giving it away for free? Uh, if I'm a corporate or if I'm a money guy, and I am, right? Big corporate money investor guy. I got money and I want more. Who doesn't want more, right? Just want more of it. So if you're giving away, if if you if I have a company or I have shares in a company and that company happens to produce uh, drugs, legal drugs, pharmaceuticals, let's say. And I'm not dissing anyone in the pharmaceuticals. I got friends in pharmaceuticals. But just stay with me, friend. Then, you know, if you've got this cure that you could grow for free or anybody could grow for free, how am I going to make money off that? If you got this other thing over here and I got a patent on it and I can charge money each time you sell it and sell it to anybody else or license it to companies to make it, then I could get wealthy. Well, now I've got some marketing to do. <laughs> I've got some science to buy. I got to pay for some stuff that's going to make that free thing look dangerous or scary or toxic. I'm going to slam it somehow, right? I'm going to take away its credibility. I'm going to attack people who even, you know, promote it or talk about it. I'm going to make them look like quacks. I'm going to discredit them. People are going to be scared to talk about the good things. Because that's business, that's competition, right? So now maybe uh, maybe I've got doctors that are now uh, you know, uh, hey doctor, you yeah you could give that thing away for free, or you could recommend my product and I'll give you uh, you know ten bucks, hundred bucks each time you sign somebody up on this subscription prescription. I mean, and. You could make, yeah, you make, let's say, 100000 as a doctor, but gosh, you, you know, help me uh, help these people with my product. And now all of a sudden you're, oh, wow, people are driving the other way on the freeway. There's something going on here. This isn't good. Okay. Um, oh, man, this is nasty traffic. <sighs> good thing we've got uh, each other, friend. So, um that's <laughs> the license plate right next to me. It says, got puns? Oh, not very punctual right now, friend. Way late. Anyway, so you're starting to see the framework that we're developing here, friend. Um, So I got this, doc now I got these doctors and they're pushing my product because they're making money. They're incentivized, right? And if anybody talks out against me, they're, Decentivized, they're criminalized. I'm gonna bury them. I'm gonna fire them if they work for me. Gosh, don't be telling people about this other thing. You crazy? Oh, they're a quack. Oh, this person's off the deep end. Ah, they're they're not even a real doctor anymore. Oh, we're getting them discredited. We're getting them disbarred or delicensed or whatever. So they talk about this nonsense. Oh, there's no science to support that. Oh, there is science. Oh, I bury that. Make that look bad, right? Here's some new science. Who could I hire? Okay, these guys over here. Great. Hey, find me some science that says that this is way better than that other thing. Here's a hundred thousand bucks. Here's a million bucks. I got billions. <laughs> millions ain't nothing to me. Put a couple doctors on payroll today. 
I could have science tomorrow. I could hire another company to reconfirm that. Now I got double blind. I got all the science I need to sell this stuff and make billions of dollars. I mean, of course, this is all just fictitious, friend. I'm just making stuff up, just saying, what if something like that were to happen? Not that it does, friend. That doesn't happen in this world. That would be crazy. It would be crazy if people then were scared to speak out because they would lose money or be discredited or personally attacked or doxxed or whatever. That, I'm sure that stuff doesn't actually happen. Crazy if it did, though, huh? You could almost like you could do some pretty crazy stuff if you extrapolate that out. Heck, you might be able to take over the whole world doing something like that. You wouldn't even need that many people, would you? You could probably just find a couple key people in a couple key positions and everybody else would fall right in line, wouldn't they? Especially if you scare them. You scare the crap out of people. Get them to do whatever you want. Not that anybody would ever do that. Who's that greedy? People don't want money that bad, do they? People don't want power that bad, do they? Nobody would do that. People are all good. Nobody would lie to us. Anyhow, friend, I'm not trying to be cynical. I am sitting in traffic. <laughs> uh, and everybody always, oh, you're going there? Oh, that's, and I say, well, how long does it take you to get there? They say to me, I say, oh, like an hour, hour and a half. Oh, why? It takes you that long? No, it should only take you 45 minutes. Dude, where do you live? It's freaking California, man. I've never, like, that. I love the idea that you, you're telling me this is going to take 45 minutes. Every time, almost every time, I did make about an hour this morning, hour 10. Here we are, an hour and a half into it. Now I'm not getting home till 5.15. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Two hours. This is nuts. Oh, friend, my microphone's not going to last that long even. I can't even, goodness, breathe, man. Oh, are we peaceful yet, friend? Are we in a good place? must be because if the the universe is giving me time to say these things then this must be it must be on to something i hope i'm setting this up without setting myself up for you see where i'm going with this friend you see see the the layout you see the potential pitfalls of this some of you do some of you don't because some of you may not re still really understand all all that's going on and not that i do right i'm not trying to say that but there are certain things that that are very important conceptually to to start to understand to put things into a proper frame right framing is so important so important if you've ever been in sales or marketing then you probably have some idea of the power of a frame and if you haven't been then this has probably been used on you many times throughout your life without being it is it is it's always being used on you whether you're aware of it or not okay i'll put it like that it always is most people aren't aware of the frames that they're in and how powerful uh, this concept is to and do I have enough gas yeah okay um to this whole thing to the whole thing friend so I'm going to try to give you some more examples we're starting to connect a couple dots here or there hopefully you're starting to kind of see see how this thing is playing out all right uh, think about this frame okay run with the frame for a minute so all right friend uh 
Well, this is one I use with real estate investors. Eh, it's a little too niche. Let's maybe... Well, this one's like kind of... Okay, I'll just make this one up, but it'll work. A little uh, remedial, but you'll get the you'll get the idea. All right, so a frame. So let's say that um, say that I'm trying to sell you a car. Okay. Now let's say there's uh, okay, okay. So friend, here's uh, we're in the showroom. You you walk in. You want to buy a car. Okay, great. I'm a salesperson. Fantastic. What are you looking for? I'm looking for something, you know, fast and shiny and uh, reasonably priced. Okay, that's awesome. Well, we got this car A here. This car is fast and shiny. Um, as you can see, though, it's it's pretty, you know, this is top of the line. It costs, uh, you know, a lot of money. Um, but it's the best of the best. It's awesome. Okay. And here's option B. Uh, this one is not shiny at all, as you can see, but it's very affordable and, um, you know, it'll get the job done. And uh, which one do you want? And so you're like, well, you know, I, I want the shiny, but I don't want to pay that much money. I, I want to save the money, but, I, I, you know, that thing is just not shiny enough. It's not going to get the job done. And, um, you know, we go back and forth and I, I start cutting down the price of, uh, you know, the, the expensive one. And then finally, you know, I'm hitting, oh, I bring in the manager. Oh, you know what? Let me bring in my manager. Maybe we can work out a deal. And, and you know, manager comes in and starts throwing some numbers at you. And, you know, 10 hours later, our brains are all fried. And, uh, you know, we're bringing in the, the dinner so that you can have um you know some food and and now we get down to the brass tacks all right we're at brass tacks and we're writing writing the price on the piece of paper and you know you've been just i just been whittling you down beating you down with the price you know uh all day long <laughs> this right uh showing you uh, that car that yeah you could have easily afforded that other car but it's a piece of junk you don't really want that you're not gonna look very cool in that not shiny car right and um you know then eventually uh, we come to a number and you buy the super shiny car. You spend way more than you wanted to, but it's shiny and, uh, you know, you can afford it barely because uh, we extended credit and, like, did all these things to make it work. We threw in, you know, some racing gloves and, and now you're happy. Okay, great. And then as you're walking out, maybe you see this third car and you're like, well, what the heck? That car is the perfect price and it's shiny. Why didn't you show me that car? It's like, oh, well, you didn't ask about it. It's like, well, you didn't tell me about it. It's like, yeah, because I don't get any commission on that one. So... I framed it to to show you, I gave you choices. You had freedom of choice, friend, didn't you? You had free will. Nobody's holding the gun to your head. Nobody's telling you you have to do this. You could have chosen any of the cars. But the frame gave you choice A and choice B. We never even talked about choice C. Was it there? Yeah, it was there the whole time. But you didn't see it because I framed it that these are your options that fit what you're telling me. This is a this uh, this happens in magic, and I don't want to give things away because magicians are sworn to secrecy, of course. But this is an important concept: framing, right? The force, uh, not that force, not the force be with you, but um, different kind of force, which you may or may not be aware of that I'm referring to. But it happens; it kind of coincides with framing. So. The saying is something like he or she, excuse me, who controls the frame controls the conversation or controls the 
the whatever, um, the reality, really. So many of us don't realize when somebody's framing something for us. And we think we have choice of freedom. But as it turns out, we are sometimes just being shown A and B. And the person who's over on the side saying like, hey, well, C's right over here. Why don't you cut? Hey, you, you're fired. Get out of here. Get out of here, clown. You don't, you no longer work here. Oh, that guy's, you know, he's boozing on the, who knows what that guy's doing. Now I just discredited him, right? Like he's trying to mess up my sale. He's trying to take away money from me, right? He's fired. He's out of here. You're never going to hear that guy. You're never going to hear that dissent, right? Now, what if I have, um, okay, so that was touching on things that hopefully you're picking up what I'm putting down there, friend, okay? Let's see if we can hit it from some other angles, um, but that's a big one, and that's just one way, so let's maybe extrapolate that. Um, oh, I'm watching Cobra Kai. I don't know if you've seen Cobra Kai, but it's the uh, Karate Kid brought back like 20 years later. It's so awesome. Such a good show. I actually blogged about it, but I haven't published that yet either because I just was, I'm just so, I love it. It's so good. So good. And in, <laughs> that's probably where I got the, the car theme, car salesmanship theme. So Daniel Russo, LaRusso uh, has a car I, yeah, has a car dealership in LA, and you know that's kind of a big part of the show. And um, where are we going with that? I don't think think that's just a tangent. All right. Mm. Ah, okay. No, that's too close. Too close to the truth, friend. We can't get too close to the truth. It's scary. I get scared enough. I'm paranoid. And I've always been paranoid. And I think for good reason. It never seemed... Yeah. <laughs> the paranoia has served me well. It's given me anxiety, sure. Depression, sure. But I'm still alive. And I'm still trying to say things to you, friend. 19... Oh, well, there we go. 1984. Main character's name is Winston. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that until I read it recently. And that was a trippy, trippy thing to stumble upon. And one of the things that really inspired me to finally to buy it, a couple things. One was that as I was kind of starting to see the shift happen, some of the things that I've been paranoid and warning people about for many years and people just thought I was crazy and I'm fine with that. But as I always told them, especially some of my friends that I would share some of my, my deep, dark secrets and secret thoughts with about things, um, when I would tell them things about this, it was like very far-fetched, right? It's 1984 type stuff, so not, nothing like so far-fetched that hasn't happened <laughs> in other parts of the world, right? Um, us here in America, or what used to be known as America, was uh, maybe seemed seemed outrageous or outlandish to people who've been born and raised here and lived their whole lives. And I have, but I'm somehow always had certain intuitions or just the paranoia 
paranoid sake, I don't know, but I think certain knowledge, certain things, experiences and whatnot, I think that kind of helped me understand certain things. So let's say, um, well, let's just say what I did. Okay, I was on a social media network and I was seeing the direction things were going. And to me, it was very clear and obvious, certain things. And I made a joke about it on social media. Just a, just a little comparison between a certain year that I just mentioned and a certain uh, search engine. And coincidentally, I'm sure it had nothing to do with, with that I made that comparison. My account then got blocked out. I couldn't access the platform. And that happened for a full day. And then the next day, it was like half dark. So I could kind of see, but I couldn't fully access things. Huh. Maybe other people's accounts are having trouble. No, just mine. Weird. Weird. And then there was this... Um, there was another little... Oh. Yeah, this other thing. So it's uh, on a social media network and I said I posted I responded to something and I was trying to help a friend of mine who had said something oh so a friend a friend of mine had posted something about like how absurd it was that people think I don't remember exactly but it happened to be something that I do think and I was trying to show this person like I know you think that sounds crazy, but this stuff is already happening in other parts of the world. And I kind of said something to that effect. And then that my friend kind of like realized like, oh, yeah, that is happening in this other country and shared an article about that already happening. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this is not that far off, friends. Like <laughs> we like to think we're pretty safe in, in this bubble and we have been, but it's not it doesn't last forever unless, you know, like we got to be vigilant. We got to be aware, awake of what we, this good thing we have going called freedom and liberty and how fragile this is and that it's paid for in blood and that we need to protect it. And um, so then, so I, I tried to share this thing that kind of took it a little bit to the next level. Like, I'm not trying to cause alarm, but I'm kind of trying to alarm people. <laughs> it's like, you should be alarmed by what's happening. You should be alarmed, right? Uh, that was kind of what I was trying to, like, gently as possible lead these, lead my friend to, to understand. Like, And then her, the person's mom jumped on, too, and was, like, kind of, you know, getting into it a little bit with me. And, you know, I'm trying to help them see that, like, yeah, I know this sounds crazy, this is already happening in other places and they're going to be trying to push that here too. And I shared this thing. I don't remember what, but basically it like didn't work. I was like, Oh, okay. Just a glitch. I tried to post it again and it blocked it. And I was like, what the heck? And then I, I did it like a few more times. I was like, no, this is happening just because of what I'm trying to share right here. Like this is being uh, blocked for, for one way of saying a word that I don't want to show up in any kind of audio recordings or, uh, books that I may publish out of this episode. Um, but you can maybe guess if they're blocking certain kinds of content, certain ideas, not being allowed to be shared. Kind of weird, huh? And when that happened, it sent shills 
right up my spine, right? It's like, oh, this is happening right now. This is happening. And here's my friend who I've known for years, and they're not seeing it because of this other, because of the frame, because of the frame. They're not able to really understand what's happening in this moment. It's it's comical, it seems, from their perspective, like that that what I'm trying to share is not, I'm not being allowed to share it. And then this, and so, you know, friend, if you've listened to this show, gosh, if you're listening still to this episode even, um, you probably have the patience of a saint. Um, you probably also realize that I kind of roundabout try to say what I'm trying to say for a number of reasons. Um, and then you probably realize that uh, oh, it takes a lot of mental gymnastics to bring it all back home sometimes. Where are we going, friend? We are... So, so I shared... Oh, oh, okay. So, so we're on this social network, right? And we're having this kind of like, you know, back and forth. And then this person who I don't know comments out of no, oh, oh, oh. So I, I, I'm a big picture guy, right? I'm not a geneticist or a uh, scientist or, you know, I don't know any of that stuff. That's not my realm. I don't mess with it, but I'm a big idea person, right? And I can see patterns very well and I can predict things uh, fairly well because of the patterns, right? Recognizing patterns early, being able to extrapolate things into the future, extrapolate where things came from, you know, reverse engineer. And that gives me a lot of um, different perspectives that I'm able to draw from, right? I think that's one of my skills. And so this, so I'm talking in kind of generalities about this thing. And I can't even say the thing, friend, okay? can't even say the thing because then it could definitely be picked up in ways that are, that could make it so I can't say the things and share ideas, okay? You with me, friend? And... Um, so this person who is not part of this conversation out of nowhere, like comes in and starts like, oh, well, that's not the way that works. You need this kind of genetic thing or this and this. And it's like, yeah, great. You know what? Like, that's not what I'm saying. And I'm not a scientist. So I'm not trying to argue with you on some BS, like smokescreen argument that you're trying to throw up here. Straw man, like, like get over yourself. And then this person links to, and so I basically like went back at that person, like, you're missing the whole point because you're being, you know, obnoxious. <laughs> I said in kind of a nicer way. And this person then links to, oh, and I linked to some to some stuff, right? I linked to some stuff to try to help them understand where where I'm coming from, uh, and you know, without getting stuff that would actually I was allowed to post because the other link wasn't was being un uh, unshown. I wasn't able to have it shown and shared. Okay. And I'll point out this is not political. This was not had nothing to do with politics. So if you're thinking maybe that had something to do with uh, content or ideas not being able to be shared and shown, then that's that's not what this was about at all. Okay. Um, but yet somehow it kind of was, <laughs> right? So so this person then like links to this Wikipedia site, and it, and it's this article, and I'm just like, how can like people think this is real? People, like, you realize anybody can go onto Wikipedia and change anything or write anything and, you know, falsify things. Like, 
you realize this is like public access news, public access uh, science and facts that you're, you know, easily manipulatable. And yet this is your, this is your big argument. Like you're, you're missing the, the trees through the forest kind of thing. Right. And then I started like thinking more about it and like how this person kind of came into the conversation and how these other things were not shareable. And like all these things started clicking and I realized like this person, it's not my friend. And, and you know, I didn't look until afterward. I never went back to look to see if that person was even a friend of my friend um, or if it's just some random bot uh, or person in another country who was being paid to do exactly what they did. Right, friend? Because that happens, right? There are people perhaps in other areas that get paid to, for lack of a better word, be trolls towards certain ideologies perhaps on certain platforms that could happen, right? It's possible. I mean, I don't know who might want to pay for something like that. I mean, if I was a person who had a business and I thought that I could have more power and influence, perhaps I would pay people to like my page or to, uh, you know, comment, give me a review, right? That's marketing. Nothing wrong with that. Do that all the time. Um, maybe I could find, hey, you know what? I could hire this uh, this doctor to, uh, you know, try my thing and they like it. They say, yes, now I've got a, an endorsement from a doctor. It could help me sell some more products, give me some credibility, right? Excuse me. All right, friend. Oh my gosh. I'm in so much this is this is why? Why? It's the traffic, sorry. Well the other stuff too. <laughs> why, why? But I know why. Maybe you do too. Maybe you're starting to maybe you you're on the same wavelength and you figured out what what we're talking about here, friend. Maybe you don't. Maybe you have no idea and when she's just talking about whatever but i've been talking for a while my throat's getting dry i have some bang left but it's probably warm by now and i'm like two hours away from home somehow and i've been driving already for an hour and a half gosh darn it friend gosh darn it what the heck i'm gonna just whine and complain to you no i'm not i'm gonna call it a day all right friend it's been real no let's let's bring it back up real quick let's find something positive and happy to end on because because there is a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. Okay. To the left. Boom. That's Vietnam veteran. Boom. Purple heart. I see stickers on a truck. American flag. God bless America. All right. That's awesome. Love seeing it. Love seeing it. All right. What else is going on here? That's it. Yes. You kind of heard me say a bunch of stuff. Hopefully, friend, you can get right back. But here's the thing, friend. Um, I'm going to wrap it up. You've been awesome. We're in this together. Okay? We're all in it together. And you're awesome. I appreciate you. Be safe. Be positive. Right? Because amazing stuff is bound to happen. You know, we got to maybe go through some stuff in the meanwhile. But try to be patient with people. Right? There's a lot of um, confusion, misdirection, framing happening that can really impact people in a lot of ways that are not positive and can maybe cause friction out there. And so us flowers, 
uh, are the people who can synergize that and help people unite. Yes, and be flowing. So thank you, friend, for listening. I truly appreciate you. You're awesome. I wish you all the best in the world. And until next time, my friend, be flowing. Well, thanks for listening, friend. By the way, do you have a story that you would like to share with other flowers? Maybe you'd like to put it in a book. Well, go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club and learn how you can publish your own book or become a published author in the Find Your Flow book series. Simply go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club, all one word, and be sure to join the free Facebook group while you're at it. Thanks, friend. And until next time, be flowing.